Shalom Aleichem. We're thanking Hashem for the great privilege to know Him, to think about Him, and to have this uh, wonderful blessing of social media that we can uh, reach out to each other, that we can be in touch, that we can see each other, that we can speak. The world is uh, gigantic and round and uh, circled and uh, suddenly the Creator is allowing us to be so close and to, to be able to communicate. I can share my thoughts with you and you are sending messages and comments here and it's a, it's a real great uh, blessing with no doubt. I'm very thankful to Hashem for allowing all those wonderful things to happen. And um, this, is a, this is a miracle. This is a wonder. Um, so, Baruch Hashem, how are you doing? How things are uh, by you? The world is, uh, in many ways, um, under fire. There is a lot of mess in the world a lot of uh, negative energy but in the same time there is a lot of uh, positivity a lot of good energy good vibes holy good people are spreading their wisdom and sharing their thoughts and good ideas and things are developing when i see uh, friends and students of mine that are brave enough to say the truth to comment and to stand against uh, negativity and hatred and all kinds of low and dark uh, energies it gives me a lot of uh, courage it gives me a lot of strength and power I know that I'm on the right side it gives me a good feeling um, to continue spread the light and do the good things that I'm doing it's much better it's comforting to know that you're not alone right when you fight alone against darkness, you you have your hours that you're not so sure that uh, you remember why you've started. But when you see that other people are fighting with you and running on the same side with you and trying to achieve the same goal and you all have the same vision and same hope, it gives a, it gives a boost to the motivation. Baruch Hashem, let's learn a little bit of Torah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for your support, guys. I'm very thankful. Very thankful. Thank you, Elizabeth. Like I said, always supporting, always with us, always doing the best you can. Very thankful for that um, expression of kindness. Baruch Hashem. So, Rabbi Nachman of Breslev was uh, such a great light that is shining until today more than 200 years since he gave his last speech on earth and still the words of uh, Torah are penetrating and getting into the deepest places of them all into the hearts of the children of Israel and into the hearts of all the Israel lovers and supporters um, in the world it's so beautiful it's such a pleasure to to learn this wisdom, that wonderful Torah of Rabbi Nachman of Breslev. Maybe I will tell you something about Rabbi Nachman of Breslev. There was an amazing um, story.
story with Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman lived in uh, Ukraine. He was a great grandchild of the Baal Shem Tov, of Rabbi Israel Ben Sara, Rabbi Israel Baal Shem Tov. And um, Rabbi Israel Baal Shem Tov was a very famous and known tzaddik, righteous man. And Rabbi Nachman of Breslev was his great grandson. And um, Rabbi Nachman was um, in a very young age already known for his holiness and purity as well. And um, how I love those uh, stupid comments that people are commenting. Jewish people are always rich. No need to beg online. Oh, such a... This is something so beautiful. You have people that does not have no, no brain, no mind, and they're still allowing themselves to talk nonsense on uh, social media. If all Jewish people were rich, the world would look different. Baruch Hashem, many Jewish people are still poor and suffering badly and going through so many difficulties. And we just don't need to waste time on uh, negative comments. The only great thing that we do is that we're able to erase, to block, and to ban all the negative uh, users that, uh, that are not he really here to learn. So Rabbi Nachman of Breslev, he was an amazing, amazing, righteous man. And, um, and he became famous in a very, very young age. Um, he became very, very famous in a very young age. And um, he revealed a lot of wisdom to the world and hundreds and hundreds of people in their generation in that area of Ukraine and, and uh, Eastern Europe were affected and very inspired by, uh, by his wisdom. And, um, and his wisdom just uh, spread and thousands and thousands of people um, been affected by it. The great thing that uh, happened was that um, in that generation, the print industry, printing industry developed and they were able to print. And that was the first generation that uh, books were printed. Until that day, until that time, books were only copied uh, in handwriting handwriting but in that generation around 230 years ago um, printing machines started to 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 go and to and to and to work and that's how they wrote and they printed the Likute Moran the words of Torah of Rabbi Nachman of Breslev and they were spread in the world um, there is a story on the main student of Rabbi Nachman that he was 
um, the one who wrote most of the Torah of Likutei Moran of Rabbi Nachman, and he's and he put them into the book and printed the book and made sure that the book will be written properly and with no mistakes as much as possible, and um, and one time he traveled um, in the sea and uh, he got a ride. Um, like a, a person took him to his uh, ship with a small boat and while they were in that small boat he started to talk to him about uh, taking that uh, book of Likutei Moran, buying the book of Likutei Moran and that person said, you know what, uh, I don't mind, I would love to hear the wisdom of, of that righteous man, Rabbi Nachman, I would love to hear from him and yes and and he bought that book, the Likutei Moran, from him. And Rabbi Nathan was so happy that he had that privilege to sell one book over the sea, like when he was there. He said, and especially me, that I know the greatness of the Likutei Moran, that I know how precious this book is. And he was so excited, so happy, so thrilled to have that merit from heaven to be a messenger, to send one copy, one book, one Likutei Moran. You take that book, you hand it to another person. His life is, is changing, the world is changing, you can never know. Think about me for an example, a simple person taking the book and reading to you one of the Torah and explaining some wisdom from, from this fantastic book. And thousands of people can hear that lecture if it's on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and on different outlets. And they're taking this message and spreading it and being inspired by it. And some of them are sharing the video with others. And some just take the lesson and share the wisdom with others and sharing their thoughts and their understandings. And it keeps on making waves and waves and waves and it's keep on affecting and touching hearts of people. This is something very awesome, very amazing, very important, very precious. So, Rabbi Nachman himself, he was um, revealed in a very young age um, and known already as a very righteous man. And um, he passed away when he was only 39 years old. And this is uh, this is overwhelming to think that uh, when you read in his books, it it feels like you're talking to someone or you hear from someone that is like 180, so wise and so uh, so deep and with such full life experience and ancient wisdom and know so much, and he passed away when he was only 39 years old. It's it's amazing. It's unbelievable. It's so hard to understand, and when you read the, the life story of Rabbi Nachman, you read like details of his life, it's like so full, so much knowledge, so much information, so many stories, so many tales, so many meetings and conversations, and another Torah session, and another conversation, and another Hitbodedut, and another story, and then he did this and did that. And then you realize, like, he lived only 39 years on earth. It's, it's unbelievable that a person will achieve so much 
in 39 years. It's, it's really overwhelming. So, uh, Rabbi Nachman of Breslev, he visited uh, in Eretz Israel, in the Holy Land of Israel. It was his uh, life dream. He wanted to do that with all his heart. And uh, he wanted to have someone to escort him, to go with a friend. He didn't want it to go alone. He rather to go with someone and he planned with some person and he told him we will go together and they said that they will that they will travel together and then in one day that guy came like a couple of days before their uh, their day their the date uh, to go um, on the boat to sail to Eretz Israel from from Ukraine and he said to Rabbi Nachman I bought for us a, a nice bag of apples for us to have on the way, that we'll have apples. And Rabbi Nachman looked at him and told him, you're able to think about food like you're thinking about apples now when we're going to Eretz Israel. Like he was, Eretz Israel, the land of Israel for Rabbi Nachman was such a holy place, was such a, such a divine place, such a place for dormitory for the Shekhinah, for the spirit of Hashem to hover. It was for him to go to Eretz Yisrael. It was the, it was everything for him. He spoke on Eretz Yisrael with such words of love and affection for him. Every step in Eretz Yisrael was such a great thing, such an important and meaningful step. It was precious and he wrote every detail on his journey and told when he came back to Ukraine after he was and uh, in Eretz Israel, he told everyone that he was here and there. He was in Tveria, Tiberia, and he and he went to Tzfat and he met uh, people in Haifa, in Haifa, and he he wanted in the beginning to land in Akko, in the city of Akko. There was a, a, a big port, a very main port, uh, 200 years ago in Akko. But uh, they saw him, the people who lived here and managed uh, the port over there was the Turkish. And um, I think it was the Turkish. And um, when he arrived, so they looked at him with the side curls and he came with his white shirt and black jacket from Ukraine 200 years ago with side curls like that. And he looked uh, too weird for them. They didn't. They didn't wanted to let him in to Akko. And uh, they refused let him down on the port of Akko. So he had to go to the next station. The next station was in Haifa, the city Haifa. Uh, we now live around 15, 18 minutes uh, drive from Haifa. So we're visiting a lot in Haifa. So I'm, I'm happy. So uh, he went down on the port in Haifa. In Haifa, it was everything was okay for him to go. That was the place for him to enter to the Holy Land. He went on the beach, and then they went to the cave of Elijah the prophet. Elijah the prophet, the wonders and miracles that Elijah made and described in the Bible, um, in the books of the prophets, is. Um, is one of the stories is was told that it took place over Mount Carmel. 
Mount Carmel is in Haifa, is very near to the city of Haifa. And um, he had a cave, Elijah the prophet had a cave over there on Mount Carmel. It's still standing. There is uh, some kind of a house of prayer, like a synagogue over there in our days. It's um, barely being used for prayers, I assume. I don't think people are praying like uh, on daily basis, three prayers a day over there, but still you can go there and there is a place where there is a Sefer Torah um, over there and there is a place to pray. So Rabbi Nachman told um, his students when he came back that when he went into that cave of Elijah the prophet of Eliyahu Hanavi, he thought to himself, oh, like here Eliyahu was walking from one side to the other and he was talking to Hashem. Rabbi Nachman was like a kid in his mind. He was like seeing things in the most simple way of them all. He was able to, to, to see the, the simplicity of life. If he came to that place of, of the cave of Elijah the prophet, instead of looking for lights and sparks and, and I don't know which uh, excitements over there, he was just simply looking on the fact that Eliyahu Anavi probably was praying here and he was talking to Hashem here and talking to Hashem there and he was walking from one side to the other. That was, uh, this is Rabbi Nachman of Breslev for me, a real simple and humble person that is, uh, that is exploring life and finding sparks of, of truth and revealing it to everyone and just sharing the light with everyone for everyone's growth and, and development. He suffered a lot in his life, with no doubt. Two of his children uh, passed away when they were tiny, two boys. If I'm not wrong, he had five children, three girls and two boys, and both of his boys died when, he was very, when they were very, very young, less than one years old. Um, he himself died from a, from a very severe illness. I will just see the word, how you say that in uh, English. Um, tuberculosis, tuberculosis, tuberculosis. He died from tuberculo tuberculosis. He was puking, uh, vomiting blood. He suffered. Uh, his lungs was uh, full of blood and he was uh, suffering badly, horrible pain. He was filling um, balls of, uh, with blood. He suffered. He was very, very sick. And... Uh, and... Uh, and he kept on shining, even on, on his last days, even when he suffered greatly, badly, horribly, he was still shining. The description of how Rabbi Natan saw Rabbi Nachman in his last day in, uh, in Sukkot, Rabbi Nachman passed away on the fourth day of Sukkot. 
Sukkot is the one of the three main holidays um, of the nation of Israel that we're celebrating every year. That they are holidays that are mentioned in the Bible, in the Torah. And um, in the fourth day, that is, in every day of Sukkot, we are celebrating and remembering one of our ancestors in the first day we're thinking and hosting inviting Avraham to our sukkah in the second we're calling Yitzchak on the third we're calling Yaakov on the fourth day we're calling Moshe so Moshe Rabbeinu the main rabbi and prophet of our nation and of the wide world he is um, the guest in the sukkah in the fourth day and Rabbi Nachman of Breslev that was also a leader and a master of prayer and uh, a great scholar, Torah, Torah scholar, uh, righteous and, and humble as Moshe, passed away in that day, in the day that uh, we remember and we're hosting the soul of Moshe. So, of course, there are deep secrets in, in that and deep meaning in that, that he passed away in that special and unique day that represents by Moshe. So Rabbi Natan is telling the story of how he saw Rabbi Nachman lying on his bed and his beard was clean. And he said, usually people, um, when they're close to death and after he's deceased, after he passed away, um, they don't smell so well. But he said from from Rabbeinu, from Rabbi Nachman, he said, everything over there smelled like flowers. He said, the smell of Rabbi Nachman, even on his deathbed and even after he passed away, because Rabbi Nathan was there when Rabbeinu passed away and he fell on the ground and fell on, like with his face on Rabbi Nachman's body and he cried and cried and cried. People that were there said that he screamed what are we going to do now that the sun set in the noontime? For him, the world became dark when Rabbi Nachman passed away. It took him one year and a half to recover and to start thinking right after Rabbeinu passed away. He did not know what to do with himself. He didn't know. And then after one year and a half, he started to think, okay, like, what should I do? What can I do? And then he realized I need to print the books and I need to distribute the books. That's like, that's my life mission. That's what I should do. And that's what he did. He started to print the books and to spread them and to distribute them in cheap prices for everyone to be able to purchase them and to buy them and to learn from them, to correct them, to fix them, to make the letters bold and nice and clear and and uh, readable and edible for everyone to enjoy. And that's what we're doing until today. Today, for people, it's so hard even to open a book. Let's say we've printed that book and we're holding it. It's so hard to sit and read in the book. The generation became so weak, so tired that uh, it's so hard to read from books. Therefore, you need to open the book and to read for 10, 20 minutes, maybe two. On Instagram, on TikTok, you need to, less than, less than a minute. You have 35 seconds to, to say Likutem Aran on TikTok. Uh, 
That's the way to spread the Torah in our generation. This is the way to spread the wisdom and the light in our generation. Into tiny vessels, into tiny, tiny vessels. That's, that's how we spread the light. May Hashem keep on shining His light upon us and help us to rise and to bloom in any possible way. Amen. with me close your eyes just breathe see the truth don't chase the fake world don't buy the fake news be yourself your own true self don't let no one take our natural wealth see the good no fear no despair cherish who that you are and share source of power from an endless spring light up courage They can kick you down to the ground Hold yourself up till you are put up your crown King of the Creator, Holy Soul inside Focus on the spiritual